Being a better human means showing up for yourself the way you show up for others in your life. Do you ever feel like you are the only one living a life that is too hard to handle? Welcome to the In Raw Life podcast, where we're going to talk about real life in its raw form. Each week, we'll dive into the stuff that nobody really likes to talk about because it's uncomfortable, painful, a little awkward, or just weird. We want to normalize all of that and help you realize that you can live out your dream even in life's messiness. I'm Sierra. And I'm Jessica. And we're living our dream lives in real life, in raw life. Welcome back to the In Raw Life podcast. We are so happy that you are here with us again on a Thursday. We... On a Thursday. On a Thursday. (laughs) We are going to be talking about something very important today, and especially very important as it's the last month of the year, so we're going into a new year, thinking about new things. It's important because it's a stressful time of year for a lot of people. They have a lot going on, and... This particular December looks very different for a lot of people, so I'm sure that is adding even more stress and even more things on their plate. So we are talking about self-care today. But before we get to that, what's your reality check today? Oh, man. My reality check is that I probably could use a little more self-care, but... That's so hard when you have a child that oh, demands we'll talk all about of your it. attention. Um, let's see. Currently, my my throat and my head and my shoulder hurts a little bit from mm. the altercation that I had with my now four year old today. Oh, it was like we were driving to school, and he was super mad because like he kept losing privileges to toys. Which okay, so. Yesterday was his birthday, so he's definitely – yesterday was an off day in general because, you know, he had way more cake and sugar than he normally does. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything was – he. it was like he knew that he was the king yesterday. Like, he kind of just walked Mm. around with this, like, smug attitude, like, I got this. (laughs) Don't you tell me what to do. It's my birthday. (laughs) I'm like, what are you – doing you can't just do anything you want i mean you could do a lot but not anything and so um it took him and then he like ended up we were trying to he skipped his nap so we we're trying to just skip it in general but no he fell asleep at five mm. and by the time he woke back up he couldn't get to bed so last night was rough and then this morning this morning he was kind of okay but then all of a sudden he lost it and i had to keep taking toys away and it's Wednesday today, so even though it's Thursday, um, it's uh, he, it's sharing day at school, mm-hmm. so he gets to bring a toy to school, mm. but he kept losing his toys down to the point where, like, he had a toy in the car, and he threw it down, and I'm like, you're so ungrateful. Like, if you don't want that, that's the last toy you get. I didn't realize that he had a Lightning McQueen hidden in his car seat. Which is fine. If he shapes up, he can bring that. No problem. That wasn't the problem. The problem was, as I'm driving the two minutes to school, he chucked it at my shoulder. So then I had to pull over, and hence why my voice is cracking, tell him, 
very, very importantly, why we do not distract Mama while she's driving. Uh-huh. I was like, you know how animals die? We can die too. <laughs> that was the first time I ever <laughs> shed light on death. Oh, man. I was so mad. I'm like, you cannot do that while I'm driving. He didn't care. He was still being spoiled and screamed the whole rest of the way to school, which the street sweeper was in the way. Like, of all days to get stuck behind the street sweeper, it was the one where he was screaming at full blast and Mm. the radio was going at full blast to try to tune him out. Yeah. And little Gray, he just sits there the whole time watching. I'm like, is he learning to not do this? God, I hope so, please. I think so. He just seems like he just is going to find enjoyment out of everything in life, Gray. I honestly, I I see that in him too. He's and that's so good. Happy. You guys need that too. You need the balance. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I think Arrow is Jay and Gray is me. Yeah. Because I used to be the same way when I was little. Jay always said like, oh, look at those rose-colored glasses that she's always wearing. <laughs> uh-huh. So I hope reality reality doesn't hit him as hard as it hit me. <laughs> That's my prayer for this guy. You know how to teach him better, though. How to, yeah, how to keep that rose-colored glasses with handling real life. Yeah, exactly. It's a balance. It's all a balance. It is, and it keeps going back and forth. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, speaking of the ever-wavering balance, what's your reality check? Oh, well, uh, so it's funny. We were supposed to record this a few days ago, and it was, like, kind of a darker place, but, like, epiphany reality check. But then having a few days to sit with it and taking actions that are self-care-like or are self-care – I am in a super great place. <laughs> wow. So tell me. I'm so excited. So Friday, I get another note from Emily's teacher saying that she's starting to fall behind and it's going to affect her grades because she's not finishing things because she can't. She just doesn't finish things always sometimes, you know, and, mm-hmm. and there's there's no seemingly rhyme or reason because she is so beyond fully capable And it's like hit or miss. She'll get it done great or she'll just like be in la-la land. So it seems to somebody else, you know. Um, So I got that like kind of like Friday afternoon and I didn't have her this weekend. And I was just like – I was done. Like I felt drained. I was like I don't know what to do. So I called my brother. So I've been warring with this whole ADD, ADHD idea with her. And I'm too scared to like Mm -hmm. follow through with it because I feel like they're just going to say, oh, yep, she has it and push meds. Like and then that's it. Because I think that's kind of what they did when we were kids to other kids. Mm -hmm. So Emmeline's dad and my brother both had different types of struggles growing up. And they both got tested for it in their 30s and they both now – I th- I don't know her dad's story as well, but I know my brother does so much better. And it's not only like a meds thing. It's a talking to people who know what they're talking about with it and how their brains literally just work differently. Wow. So I had this whole heart to heart with my brother because I was like, let me – I just felt like, okay, let me call him. He always says I can talk to him about this. And I, it's just – it's time for me to like get the real – like really listen to him. And he gave me some hard truths and it was really hard because he was talking about, you know, 
things that my mom would say to him because she didn't get it or understand it when he was growing up. She's like, you're just not living up to your full potential. You know, it was my mom was doing the best that she could, but she it was, she was also shaming him. And I, yeah. and I was like, oh, I know I've said that to Emily and I don't want to shame her. And that is just like terrible. And but I mean, the whole time he's like, no, like, I know you are an amazing mother, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, OK, I cannot I cannot do that to Emily. I've got to, I've done all the other things that I thought I could figure out and now we need to take the next step. So that was a really good conversation. And so of course I was like, you know, cried about it and then had the weekend. And then, uh, I listened to a, I don't know if I listened to it that day or another day this weekend, a podcast episode about really like setting your schedule even better, like kind of like how to start the week off. Right. And that helped me set my schedule even better, including putting in the five minutes right when I wake up instead, like when I hit the snooze button, not, you know, hitting it for five minutes to sleep for five more minutes, but hitting it and letting myself do gratitude for five minutes in bed. And that the past few days has like invigorated me yesterday. And like Monday morning was really not a good morning with Emily, but yesterday morning was really, really good. We had it on. We had so much time in the morning to just like enjoy each other too, which we usually don't have. And then it was like, it just created an entire amazing day for both of us. Wow. And then, so like I did it again, this like, you know, affirmations again this morning and it's just everything, it just feels so much better. (laughs) So you hit the snooze for five minutes, but instead of sleeping, you use that to go through your gratitude and affirmations. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. That's such a great idea. Because you can fit it in. Like it's. Like, I think that's people's number one complaint. And it doesn't have to be so long. Like, right now, that's what I'm able to do. So that's what I'm doing. You know? Wow. That's amazing. Oh, I love it. Yes. And I've written it into my schedule that I need to be doing that in the morning. Uh So if I don't go check that off, then I've, you know, like, I've not disappointed myself. But, you know, I've not done what I said I was going to do. And then that's not okay. (laughs) Wow. I love it. Okay. Let's pause here for a second. Have you been hearing about how awesome Jessica's Schedule Smart is and how wonderful the Journey to Presence sounds and wondering, should I do one of these? Which one should I pick? Can it really change my life? Well, the words of somebody who did both, not me, not Jessica, a complete outsider. What did she say, Jessica? Tell me. She said to me that she is less stressed and getting more done. That's amazing. And that's why we created these things, because we want to help you to fill your schedule in a mentally healthy way that helps you to organize your time so you have more time to yourself, more time for self-care, and you feel better in the moment, in the present moment. So that being said, we created Routine Presence. That's a combination of Jessica's Schedule Smart and my journey to presence. It helps you to start your mornings with gratitude and affirmation, just like what Jessica was talking about, and gives you a detailed list of how to go about your day, structuring your time so that you have more time to do the things you love. And that is so important. We want you to check it out. 
And we still have them at our beta prices. So if you jump on it now, you can get it for a super low price. What does it include, Jessica? Routine Presence includes the daily emails for 30 days for the journey to presence, giving you affirmations and encouragement every single day, including a daily meditation to start your day with, which will be scheduled into your schedule from Schedule Smart, where I will talk with you, figure out what it is that you need and want to get done in your days and weeks, and it will all fit seamlessly into your days, and you will find that you have more time and more joy. So head over to the show notes, click on Routine Presence, and do yourself a favor. Give yourself Schedule Smart and the Journey to Presence, and give yourself some peace this holiday season. So as I said, we are talking about self-care today, and for some people that sounds amazing, and to some people that sounds terrifying. I get it. I totally understand it. I have been wanting to do this episode because self-care is so very important to our mental health, our emotional health, and all of the people around us who we affect. To help guide my thoughts on this episode, I was listening to a bunch of different TED Talks and some YouTube videos about other people's slash experts' ideas on self-care, and it really rings true for kind of what how Sierra and I wanted to talk about it. Self-care is filling your cup to make sure that you are as healthy as possible mentally, emotionally, physically, so that you can do the things that you need to do and still feel good and not burn out. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, I don't know. I feel like with self-care, you can think of it as, oh, that's just for people with a lot of money or that's just for people who are selfish. But self-care doesn't mean selfish. Mm -mm. And I think that's super important. Like, for me, sometimes self-care is getting my nails done, but sometimes it's just a walk through the park or laying down by myself without anybody touching me for a minute. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, self-care can come in different forms. And it's – I think when you think it's selfish, it takes away from how good it is yeah, for that, you. Yeah, that won't help you mentally when you're thinking, oh, I'm being selfish right now. Because think about it. Anytime that you're taking time for yourself that's actually fulfilling you, it's not being selfish because then you come back from whatever that is, whether it's a run or writing in your journal by yourself or reading a book or whatever else, you're coming back happier and healthier to your family or whoever it is that needs you, including your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that you can true. you can do better. Like you're gonna show up better for whoever it is. So it's not selfish. It's it's you helping everybody better. I've done some research being in corporate America when you're super bored and you want a distraction from corporate America. You start researching blog posts on the importance of breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I know this not from just personal experience, but because I've got these blog posts through the internal chat at my work. <laughs> Somebody's sending them to me. Anyway, um, but the the blog posts talk about the importance of like taking a mental break from your work. Every, I feel like it said every 50 to 58 minutes. It was mm-hmm. a while ago that I read this. But, um, and it recommended taking a 17 minute break, which sounds so long. And 
especially at work, if you're swamped, like a 10 minute break feels a little lengthy, but for your mind to really reset and be able to focus on the next task or even the same task to the fullest ability, the research says you need a 17 minute break. So I'm not saying do it if you're not allowed, but if you're able to, maybe it just means like going to the bathroom and getting some coffee or just going for a quick walk around the building, whatever it could be, the more of a break you can take, the better of an employee you become, which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. One of, so I was, this is something that also spawned why I would love to talk about it is I was trying to look up what self-care isn't because Mm. I feel like a lot of people and I'm going to step on a soapbox and I may offend some people (laughs) and that's okay because this is my opinion. I feel like a lot of people abuse the idea of self-care now too. I even in one of the the YouTube videos that I clicked, it was a guy talking about self-care and he started it off talking about how he loves Parks and Rec, but treat yourself is not <laughs> self-care necessarily. Yeah. It is very materialistic, which self-care can be, but it's mm-hmm. It's spending the money – like you're you're still coming back to whatever you have to do and you haven't necessarily fueled yourself. I would say self-care yeah. is about fueling yourself. And that does not always have to cost money. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Another mm-hmm. something that I listened to was talking about taking a vacation does, isn't always self-care. Like necessarily. Especially if it's, you have kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, you know uh-huh. – because you're it's you're going on vacation, which I do. We obviously talked about it. it's very necessary, but taking a vacation, it's spending money, and so you need to make sure you stay on budget so you don't come back stressed out that you've spent too much money because that's not self care, mm-hmm. and making sure that you've got all your ducks in a row before you do that anyway, so that you don't come back all frazzled and trying to figure out what you need to do because then also you haven't taken care of yourself. Yeah, that makes sense. So I keep thinking – I just went to Target the day before Arrow's birthday because it was Arrow's birthday, and I usually never spend money at all. So, like, I always feel really guilty about spending money. So Jay never has these talks with me typically. So he doesn't understand he, – he'd never noticed all of the memes about Target before, and now he can't stop noticing all of them. Because of one because day. Of how much I overspent – this one time well the past two times because he's been doing all the shopping so i don't go anywhere and so the past two times i've been to target i'm like i don't know when i'll be back i better buy the entire store yeah (laughs) and he sent me this meme which maybe we can post it on instagram so people can reference it but i'm gonna show you for your sake and laughter it was it's a picture of this cat a video of a cat in like in the aisle of Target and it's like me when I go to Target for shampoo, conditioner, and body wash and end up spending $267 and the cat's going like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so great. I love it. And he's like, what is it with all these memes about Target? And I'm like, dude, you don't understand. It's the bullseye. It gets you. It's seriously look deep into my eyes. No, but I mean I I get it. I've been there, but I honestly self-care for me sometimes is just going shopping, but not necessarily spending anything. Those are the days that I usually can't find anything then I'm like, "Yes, I need to buy this." But just looking at things and walking down the aisles feels therapeutic to me. 
That's so funny because it's the opposite for me. If I can't buy anything, I walk through the store and I'm like, what have I done wrong with my life? I feel guilty about buying a scrunchie today. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's totally the opposite, <laughs> which is how I normally walk through Target. But the past few times I've been a little ridiculous and I need to rein it in. But yeah, maybe it was just your way of doing something that you needed. What I was going to say in response to the um, the Parks and Rec thing is that in the treat yourself aspect of Parks and Rec, mm -hmm. what they're really doing is like, that's not really a form of self-care. That's a form of self-soothing. It's yes. like it's shopaholic syndrome or yeah. materialistic syndrome, which is equivalent to alcoholism or oh, yeah, workaholicism. Yeah workaholicism <laughs> is that a word but yeah and that's what so if you look at the enneagram they say that donna would be a seven and a mm -hmm. seven's weakness is spending frivolously mm. um so not checking your bank account and just spend and spend and spend it although donna meagle seems to have a lot of money in the bank so she might be okay but either well, she, way <laughs> she got those booze neither here nor there but truthfully a lot of times people i think can Turn to shopping as a form of like self-soothing, which mm -hmm. is not – again, not what we're talking about. We're not – like self-care could be going to get a drink with a friend. Self-care is not drowning your sorrows in a bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. Or ignoring your responsibilities to constantly go get a drink with a friend. Right. Yes. Yes. Because that's, that's the it other It can be in little tiny it. increments too and not alcoholism, but – but ignoring your responsibilities to go do these things that you're like, oh, well, this is fulfilling me because I get to go have fun. It's like it's it's like a fine line, I feel. Yeah. Self-care shouldn't come at the expense of others, but it should fuel you to be better for others. Mm -hmm. For yeah. yourself and others. It is yeah. a fine line. Yeah. I A lot of what I listened to, of course, was, you know, kind of – here are the things that you can do that are self-care. And there was a lot of making sure that you're taking care of your body in the right way, eating the proper things. Like, you know, going going and drinking is not necessarily self-care because it's not doing anything good for your body. Mm -hmm. Going and grabbing a drink with your friend like once a month, I would say that could be self-care if that's fulfilling you and you're getting to hang out with your friend and do something that you guys enjoy to do together. But I mean, if it's red wine, technically it's healthy, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but just taking care of yourself, taking care of your body, making sure that you're running as smoothly as possible. And like I said, filling your cup, fulfilling you going if the, um, I'm reading a book right now called The Happiness Project, which I super duper love and wish that I had just bought it instead of taking it out of the library because I want to like highlight it up. So she took like each month of the year, it was a year-long project, and she took each month to focus on something to help make her a better, happier person, basically. And one and and she like wrote down these commandments for her life. Mm -hmm. And I think the very first one was be more Gretchen, like be be herself more. And she talks oh, a lot okay. about <laughs> I thought you meant Gretchen from No, no, no. <laughs> from Mean from Girls. From Mean Girls. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> no, that's a terrible idea. I'm on it. <laughs> no, I don't think that would be self-care. Um, okay. But be well, more herself. And so she she was like gotcha. a mom of two and married and lives in New York City and like has a pretty good life. But 
she realized that she was almost trying to make herself like these activities that she didn't actually like because she figured she would Mm. like it would make her look good or that's what she's supposed to like and then she so this whole year she's making decisions on no like I'm allowed to like children's lit I'm just gonna I'm gonna read children's lit because it makes me happy and it fulfills me and she started like a a book club with two other friends that she realized like children's lit too. And they got together every couple of weeks and talked about things. And like that's – Oh, my god, That is self-care. That is fulfilling. That is doing something for yourself just because you like it. It's not harming you or anybody else. And it's fulfilling you and other people in that case too. That's really interesting because I – this year discovered that there's a lot of things that I feel like I should do as a mom or I always wanted to do as a mom and actually discovered that I'm not a huge fan of Mm -hmm. arts and crafts with my son. Just not a big fan of it at all. And when he's like, let's, (laughs) let's do this. I'm like, here you go. Have fun. And if I let him do it instead of Uh trying to like make these perfect like, as I see these other moms doing things, I'm like, wow, that is so creative. And look at the lesson it teaches. I need to do that for my son. No, I don't. I take uh-huh. him outside and dig in the dirt with him, and that teaches him lessons too. And that's yeah. more of who I am. It's true to who I am versus being the perfect crafty mom, which I am very much not. So. <laughs> well, like, for me, I – so I loved playing pretend when I was a kid. I was very good at it, and I played with my Barbies and all of that, made up stories. Hate doing it with Emmeline. Do why? not like doing it with her. I what? It makes me feel so sad. I know. I like, feel well, bad. I couldn't wait to play. And now I'm like, I do not have the energy to play with you. No, but I like doing like the artsy stuff with her. And I like reading books yeah. with her. And I like going on walks and other things. But she asked me, hey, mom, can we play that cat game where you're the mama cat? I'm like, oh, do we have to? <laughs> like I've now that she's older, I'm like, Emmeline, I can give like 15 minutes a week to that. And that's about it. Because I know that you Aww. love it and I will do it, but it's I, it's not me. That's so <laughs> sweet that you still give her those 15 minutes, though. That's really <laughs> Well, luckily, you know, like that game is mostly I can like lay down and read a book as Mama Cat and she pretends to be oh, a baby nice. cat. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so sad because like I couldn't wait to play pretend with my kids. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised that like you don't. They're not, I think – well, it's hard because uh, – I think I'm starting to come back into it because before pretend with Arrow was like the same Mm -hmm. two minutes of dialogue over and over. But now it's starting to develop a little bit. So it's more mentally stimulating for me. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think it'll come back to you. I'm also just so tired because, you know, the kids are little. And I realized that this morning, like I'm like, man, why why am I always so tired? And I'm like, oh, because I have to do everything that a normal adult has to do for themselves times two because mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to zip this and tie that and feed this human. And it's it's exhausting. So I do have high hopes that once I um, – I don't know, once I'm out of the young, young baby phase that I'll have a little bit more energy and be excited to do that stuff. Yeah, but that's kind of what this episode is about is finding that those pockets of time for you to fulfill you so that you feel like you're more energized and and are enjoying whatever you're doing more. Yeah. Yeah, I just I think that I'm um just going to be like I don't know, I feel like I'm going to be mentally drained through at certain points of my day 
I've found ways to be more energetic. I guess you're right, because when you had me on a good schedule, I was I had a lot of energy in the three o'clock hour and we played a lot more. And lately I really I said this in a previous episode, I'm like, I need you to rework my schedule again. Yeah, I do, but now you're working. What? Well, because the big thing that's changed is you're working. Right? Yeah. 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 Yes, we need to do that. I still think I'm trying to implement some of the stuff that you have already taught me, and I've got a little list of my mm-hmm. own schedule and what I think. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to send a picture to you and see if you can fine-tune it. Oh, I like it. That sounds yeah. good. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, so finding things to do for you. Mm-hmm. It also is a – like, I, I do think this is a great time of year to talk about this because it's – there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I was thinking, okay, next year – I am not going to schedule that much so that I can actually decorate and just enjoy all of the the holiday mm-hmm. aspects. Because I do think, like, being in Florida, it's weird because, like, I felt weird decorating for fall when it's mm-hmm. still 97 degrees. Yeah. So next year I'm like, ooh, well, as soon as it hits 85, I'm putting the decorations <laughs> But But truthfully, I mean, like, okay, so Halloween is the 31st. Then – Arrow's birthday is the 17th. Gray's birthday is the 22nd. Thanksgiving's the 26th. Then boom, Christmas is here. And what, like, where did all of the time go? So it's interesting. Like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, I just have, if I, if I just get to January, I'm, well, no, because in January I'm moving. And that's, that's the problem. Like, you keep thinking, if I just mm-hmm. get to, so now it's like, if I just get to February, but then I have to unpack and like set up a whole house. And then, you know, I have a wedding in March to go to on the other side of the country. So it's always going to be something. So yeah, that's why mm-hmm. it is imperative to schedule in your self-care post-haste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, th- talking about, you know, so much to do. I thought you were kind of talking about, you know, parties come up and other things in December, which luckily this year, not as much is going on or like events and whatever. But self-care is also setting boundaries. You just said luckily. <laughs> That's so funny. Everyone complains about that, but that just shows your men- like your healthy approach to corona. Oh. Like, <laughs> luckily, we don't have all these parties to go uh-huh. to. <laughs> <laughs> but, but self-care is also setting boundaries and saying no when, when you don't want to say yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to go to a holiday party because you really would just – like, that's not your thing and you really would just rather be at home with your family and it's totally reasonable for you to not go, say, I'm sorry. No, we can't make it. You don't have to. Oh, my to. gosh. It's so – I – I'm so excited. We have an episode that's going to come up in January and we – like, Jessica, you and I, I cannot – like, I really want to sit down before this episode and – hash through all of the options for it but basically it's about talking about your three priorities which Mm. oh i will get into the word priorities and how that drives me crazy (laughs) anyway your three things that you should be fueling and we'll get there but just to kind of um what is the word tease that if you look at the things that are that you need to be prioritizing in your life and a holiday party or another kid's birthday party or a wedding or whatever doesn't fuel one of those things or even worse makes it add stress to Mm -hmm. that you should you you gotta say no like i just went to a wedding that i was like i i was i it was great whatever but i 
it caused so much stress trying to get the kids taken care of, trying to decide if we should go during a pandemic. All of the amount of stress that it caused me and my husband was not worth mm-hmm. any of the wedding. Like, I don't even think the bride cared as much that we were there as like to the same level that it took away from the energy of me and my husband. And looking back at it, I'm like, next time I just need to understand that I can send a check. It'll save. <laughs> like, here, happy wedding. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Like, save the $100 that it's going to cost to feed me. And I'm sorry I won't be there. But like, it just doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was, it was really nice to have a date with my husband, which was amazing. But we also could have had a date with each other anywhere else without mm-hmm. having to drive our kids to Orlando to get babysat and drive an hour back to the wedding. It was just madness. And at the end of it, all I, I was really beating myself up because I kept thinking, if I – in right now, one of my three boxes that I want to fuel, the number one is my husband. And I've been doing a really terrible job of doing that. And by saying yes to that wedding, it totally was just like another, another knock off my husband box. Like, oh, well – gotta work hard to get that back again it's Mm. just so sad like i don't know i don't yeah so anyway my point is boundaries which is what you said (laughs) (laughs) it is so important to set up boundaries so you know to say no if it's not going to fuel you especially i feel like with marriage like if there's if conflict can arise from something like look at the other alternative options that will like fuel the marriage instead of detract from the marriage. Hmm. So, oh, man, I've been getting a lot of things about marriage. Like my mom sent me one. There was one on the radio. I think that that is a huge sign that that's I need something to you need to be focusing on. <laughs> I really need to pay more attention to this. Well, that's a future episode idea too. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Jay is <sighs> in the car thinking, "Yeah, girl." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, you do. But anyway, so. And, oh, man. So another aspect of self-care, to bring it back, but still tied into marriage. Um, For me, there was at one point, I guess like a year ago-ish. I feel like it was when I was pregnant or maybe shortly after. Maybe both. But I was really, really good about self-care. For one, that fueled me to be able to be more helpful for my husband, but also he wasn't really good about self-care at the time. So I was able to recognize that in him and shift what I was doing to prioritize it for him because he wasn't going to prioritize it for himself. Mm. So I was like, okay, this is like I'm going and I'm getting these moments alone or these moments with my mom just hanging out. And that's so good for me. Now I need to replicate that for you. And that was able – like, that's kind of what made me see, okay, like, I would sometimes just take the kids and let him have, you know, a night to watch a movie by himself at the house Mm -hmm. or, like, different things like that. That's part of the reason we're going to New Jersey because I feel like that he he loves racing and there's so much opportunity for his own self-care in New Jersey. So – not that I'm saying do something drastic like move across the country for your husband's self-care. But it's but good for both of you. you are fueling yourself, it helps you fuel others. What would you say? The move is good for both of your, your self-care though. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So that's a very good decision. It's going to help me too. So, yeah. So, Sierra, you looked up some actionable steps or – well, Jessica, you know how much I love psychology today. 
<laughs> it's my favorite. Um, I found a self-care 101 article on psychology today mm-hmm. uh, from Maria Barata, PhD, LCSW. Mm-hmm. And she gave 10 steps of self-care, like different – basically, they're just like 10 different things that you can consider mm-hmm. when, when – like different ideas you can think of to, to give yourself self-care. So one is what we were just talking about, um, knowing who you are and your limits. So not putting more than you can handle on your plate and being mm-hmm. okay with what – comes from that slowing down and saying no like those are beautiful things that other people will respect if you do it mm-hmm. and then two is getting the sleep you need and knowing how to rest mm-hmm. so actually getting your eight hours because they say eight hours is imperative and then um if like oh man do you ever find that where you're just like going all day and you're like i just need more coffee but really your body's like would you just take a nap do you ever get there yes and no N- yes and no How well one i can't nap. that's the most diplomatic answer <laughs> i most often i can't take naps like i'm oh really i just as much as i would love to and want to and whenever i actually find the time and try to i most often don't unless i'm sick or pregnant, which is well, what I, I feel like you don't have to take a nap necessarily, but like just like the other, the other day, yesterday, Arrow's birthday, I was so tired. Jay and I both like we were just like going, 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 and I was first I was drinking a bunch of coffee. I'm like, you know what would be really great is to just sit down next to Arrow while he's playing with his new toy, and just unwind for a second. So I did. I sat next to him and posted my post on Instagram about him while like he was leaning against me playing with his new headphones on his iPad (laughs) and then he fell asleep which was not what I wanted but it was so sweet and it was like my body all day I was fighting my body's like pinging me saying please just sit and Mm -hmm. and chill out and so I didn't sleep but it was still like really nice oh got it yes yeah yeah, the yeah, just sitting down and taking a minute then. Yes, I get that and yeah. that does usually help. And if it doesn't help, it means that something else is going on and I need to fix something else in my day. Yeah. Yeah, it helps. But that's true too. Like I think just taking a moment of rest in your day helps you be able to see all of the things that you have like on your schedule and like what mm-hmm. is what's what's happening and where can I rework things and what do I need to be focused on? Three. Oh, make, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, making sure you're well-fed. And that doesn't just mean full. It means healthy food in your body. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Now that I'm in my 30s, dude, if I eat just chicken and french fries with my son for dinner, I'm like, oh, wow. I have no energy. I mm-hmm. feel like – I just feel like drunk almost. Uh-huh. It's so weird. You feel the same way? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Yeah. Yeah, it's or if like I have too much sugar like, within like a certain amount of time, like even a few days, oh, I start. Yeah. Oh, I feel it. Like I feel sluggish and like I could mm-hmm. get sick. Yeah, I sometimes with too much sugar, I start to get moody. Oh, yeah, it definitely is like affects my moods. So, mm. yeah, making sure that you have a balanced diet. <laughs> I I just acquired a Nutribullet. Like a humongous, huge Nutribullet mm-hmm. from Jay's 
mom's cousin who's 70 in her 70s and she said she said i'm not gonna make anything with kale so here you can just have it (laughs) i thought that was so funny like in her mind a nutribullet is just for kale and she's never gonna eat kale but there are ways to hide kale in your uh-huh. food or other healthy things. Or when you sometimes when you start eating healthy things like that, like spinach. I a few years ago, maybe like five years ago, I couldn't have imagined eating like raw spinach with like as a salad. That's just like tomatoes. Like I could have yeah. it with the you know goat cheese and candied pecans and all that. But I couldn't Ooh, do it yeah. with just the tomatoes and avocado or something. And now I can mm-hmm. because I was like, okay, this is actually good for me. Let me just give it a shot. And I found how to do it in a healthy way and now I can do that. Yeah. And if you absolutely despise the taste of raw spinach, put it in a smoothie. Mm-hmm. Put a bunch of bananas and peanut butter and berries in there and you'll never taste it. Mm-hmm. And if your husband refuses to eat a smoothie because it's green, add blackberries and he'll never know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I speak from personal experience. Um, Okay. Number four means finding a way to decompress throughout your day. This is kind of what I was talking about earlier of um, taking a walk at work. So Mm -hmm. whether you are a stay-at-home mom or you're working nine to five, just finding a moment of pause. So if you are a mom, that could mean like, yeah, you don't get a coffee break or whatever, but you could still – Take the kids on a walk if that keeps them quiet or take the kids on a drive if that keeps them quiet. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like I have really learned the art of letting him watch a TV show so I can have a moment of reset. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like one show is not going to kill him. If you think about it, he probably needs a moment of reset too. Mm -hmm. That's that's something I really had to come to terms with. Like, oh, I like watching TV because it helps me shut down for just a few minutes. Yeah. The same thing can happen for your kids. Five hours of TV? No. Half hour, hour, maybe an hour and a half movie? It's not going to kill him. It mm-hmm. might even help him, I think. I'm not a psychologist, but that's what I think. <laughs> oh, this one. This one is very interesting for a very special someone who's listening. Self-care means giving some thought to changing a difficult work situation. Oh. Yeah. So it means, like, if you need to – Get up the guts to talk to your supervisor about it. If your supervisor's not going to be one to respond well, talk to somebody above them. Maybe it means taking a big leap of faith and changing your work situation if it's really not fueling you. Mm-hmm. Because that's where you spend the majority of your week. I think mm-hmm. people don't think about that. They're like, oh, I need to make an income, whatever. But like, yeah, you need to, you need to make an income. But how much longer are you willing to make that income? Like, are you you wanting to make an income for the next, you know, 20 years before you have a heart attack? Or do you want to make an income so you can put into your retirement and, like, live life to the mm-hmm. fullest? And don't you – if we're spending most of our time there and most of our life there, don't we want to enjoy that and let it fuel us mm-hmm. too? Yeah. Seriously. I think if you're in a toxic work situation, I know it's not easy to just jump ship. Mm-hmm. But start, like, putting the plans in motion. I don't know who needs to hear this, but Indeed.com is super easy to use. <laughs> Sponsored by Indeed.com. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> but it's if you not, want to sponsor you know us. Indeed. <laughs> yes. Um, um, oh, this one I love. Uh, it's self-care means taking time to get to know you better. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. 
And yeah, that, that's the I, the be more Gretchen. So you need to be, yeah, more, be more Sierra. Gretchen. I need to be more, be Jessica. Well, and that was this one was really interesting because like the in depth description about it was talking about how you may have parts of your personality that you think are weaknesses or something like that, but they're actually more common. Um, and one example it gave was a person who is an HSP, which I guess is like a highly sensitive person is what uh-huh. it stands for. Um, but it's like literal, like sensitivity wise, lights can be too bright. Noises can be too loud. And I think that can stem from anxiety from mm-hmm. just my own experience and knowing people. But I think like maybe it's just something that can exist on its own as well. But if, if there, if loud noises or, Lots of motion and movement stress you out. Be aware of that. And don't be afraid to, like, say something to people at work or, you know, to, to redirect your environment to, like, help the lights be calmer or mm-hmm. quieter, whatever, however you can set yourself up. Just, I think, acknowledging that, hey, I am highly sensitive <laughs> to certain things helps you to even know oh, this work environment is not going to be good for me. I should pick a job that doesn't have bright fluorescent lights over every cubicle or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Um, it also <laughs> talks about getting to know you better could just mean eating some almonds before a big meeting so that way you're not angry. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven is identify what you enjoy doing and make a serious effort to integrate it into your day. Or at mm-hmm. the very least into your week. So that kind of is like what you – Yeah, like again. Of what you said with Emmalyn. Like you know what you don't enjoy, so you limit oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if you do enjoy something, make an effort to make it happen. What were you going to say? I was saying it's, again, the the be yourself. Like know yourself. Do what, what you know fuels you. Like uh, one of the TED Talks I listened to this morning was a young mom talking about, you know, realizing that she wasn't being selfish by trying to take care of herself because she it like fueled her and made her a better mom and wife. And mm-hmm. she was like, I was just thinking about what my mom did and she went for runs. So I went for a run. She's like, and I did feel better. But then the next day I was sore and I thought about journaling and how much I loved that when I was a kid. And so I did that and that fueled me just as much. And like finding the things that, that fuel you. And again, back to the book that I'm reading, she's talking about she was having a hard time figuring out what she likes to do. And she mm-hmm. thought back and she like read like a few different things, including from like Carl Jung of saying, whatever it is that you like doing at 10 or 11 years old is what still you're going to like to do and is going to fuel you. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Fun. Yeah. yeah, I was <laughs> I uh, I was sitting there thinking about it and, and I was like, well, I love to like draw and – like be creative and hang out with friends and that's still what fuels me and then I was sitting in bed reading it I turned to Jen and he's trying to fall asleep I was like hey what did you like to do when you're 10 years old <laughs> he's like what he's like I don't know throw the baseball over the shed and run around the other side and catch it <laughs> and I was like that does sound like something you would still enjoy you still absolutely love baseball and run around the other side and, and he had a brother who plays baseball too so I don't know but what did you love to do when you were 10? Do you remember? Um, I loved, yeah, I loved putting on shows with my friends, which mm-hmm. I still love doing, <laughs> or like coming up with ridiculous Ta-da! games. <laughs> Hello, here I am. 
I this sounds absolutely ridiculous, but one of my most favorite memories from that time of my life was when my stepdad at the time put me and one of my really good friends in the empty garbage like <laughs> Uh-huh. curbside garbage thing with wheels uh-huh. and he nailed it shut so we couldn't <gasps> get out and he dragged us up and down the street and it was so much fun it sounds like the most redneck <laughs> florida thing you've ever heard which it was but the, the nailing it shut I, part man Whew. i probably developed my first six-pack laughing so yeah. hard at being stuck in that garbage Aww. <laughs> so, and i still do love that i love like getting nailed into a garbage and- Getting nailed into a giant gar- – that would be gross, but hey, you can always bathe. You can always bathe. But yeah, you do. Maybe you- I need to go dumpster diving. That sounds fun. Let's do it. I'll let you do that. I don't know if that would fuel me. Aww. See, I just said no. Even though I want to go have fun with my friend, I don't think that's something I would personally enjoy. And that's okay. <laughs> that's good that you understand your boundaries and that uh-huh. – you do have a very wide circumference of acceptance, but you draw the line at dumpsters. <laughs> well, I'll accept you doing it. I'm just not going to join. Oh, I meant like accepting <laughs> things to do for yeah. yourself. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. What's the next one? <laughs> this one's kind of repetitive. It means, uh, well, I guess, no, this is after work. Knowing how to decompress after a day's work. Mm-hmm. Um mean which might mean like walking home from work driving in silence or listening to music whichever way can Mm -hmm. like help you kind of transition um and i think that one's super interesting for again for stay-at-home moms because stay-at-home mom life is a working life Mm -hmm. and it's hard to separate like you can't really separate work and home in that situation so I think it's important to find the transition a way to transition Mm -hmm. i just okay this blew my mind one one of my mom friends she who i really thought was a lot like me and the like i'm just gonna cuddle with you until you go to sleep kind of mom because that's something that i love but i guess now that she has three kids and they're getting older she's like that's great and all but at some point i need time for me Mm -hmm. so she her oldest is six and she has made it clear her three-year-old like kind of understands but not really but her six-year-old definitely understands when that clock hits eight, mama is getting her time or her and daddy time, mm-hmm. and you're all done. So that means if you want to read three long books before bed, we need to start mm-hmm. at seven, you know? And so as the older one is, like, learning time – Good for her. He is – I know. When she said this, I'm like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so – um, yeah, so, like, now that he's understanding time, he knows, like, if, if he starts, like, pushing it or he wants to be in the bath longer, she's like, that's fine, but it means you're not going to get as much book time or mm-hmm. not as much cuddle time or whatever the case may be. And I know that there's clocks that change colors. Yes. Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. I want to get one of those for Arrow because he's, like, he gets numbers kind of, but he doesn't understand. Yeah, it's hard to understand I say, once it turns this color, I feel like that'll also help me. Oh, shoot. Yeah. The clock is blue. Get to bed. <laughs> yeah. I've, I mean, I've started instilling stuff like that into Emlyn pretty early on. Like, hey, we only have this much time. And if you're going to spend more time in the bath right now, that's going to take away from this other thing that you might want to do. Like, you might, if, if you're not getting ready for bed quick enough, mommy might not be able to read you a book before bed, which I love doing. Oh, but my gosh. We read enough together right. that it's not detrimental if I don't get to do that because she's spent more time somewhere else. But the clock thing. There, so there are clocks that like light up for kids that are digital that let them know like when they're allowed to get up. 
but something yeah. easier and cheaper for what you're thinking Ooh, of. Tell me. Get just a an analog clock, a circle clock, uh-huh. and you like you can open it up, like even from like the dollar store, open it up and take the paper that has the numbers on it and color chunk that, like almost like a pie chart. Ooh. So that way he he doesn't have to care about the numbers right now. He can just yeah. you and him if it works for you too. Like see, oh, it's the cut like you were saying. Oh, it's blue is almost gone. It's almost bedtime. I need to get yeah my behind in gear. That is so smart, and that might actually teach my husband how to read an analog clock. It might. Emily, you know, Emily <laughs> learned this past year, and she and I looked at her. I was like, "Girl, that took me until like adulthood to fully." always be able to read it properly like instantly but she's the analog clock yeah i was not good with it that was not my strength when i was a Jay kid isn't either that's so funny i mean i know it now but it took um, not till adult maybe i don't remember i'm probably trying to push it out of my head because it's embarrassing for me but like <laughs> being able to just look at it and tell and tell exactly what time it is at that exact moment was yeah it was a struggle for me oh but emily gets it, it. Me. i just don't remember it that's awesome um, I had another thought. Oh, I was going to say the fact that you <laughs> the fact that you have are able to teach your daughter that if she spends too much time doing one thing, she doesn't get enough time doing something else is also a lesson you're teaching me. So, hopefully I can <laughs> learn that lesson in time to teach to my Yes, children. there we go. <laughs> Oh, and I, I was going to say this about the cut because you're talking about cuddling. One guy that I was listening to, he was like a new dad talking about self-care stuff. And he said, and self-care is for men too, by the way. He said that cuddling his new baby is like a self-care for oh. him. Like it's oh, it fuels so him. And I was like, that's really adorable. <laughs> oh my gosh. It made oh, me, it made me think. Women everywhere swooning. Yeah, right. It made me think that. men are rolling their eyes. <laughs> it made me think back to like breastfeeding time because once it became a normal and like easy that kind of became a time where it was like especially like if we were in a group of people that I didn't really feel like being around that much I was like oh I had to go nurse the baby and it was it was our zen time but even at home when it was just the two of us like that was kind of my Mm -hmm. zen time because I got to just zone out and cuddle my baby and she was eating and it was really nice yeah Mm. guess I need to have another one of those Guess so. Well. <laughs> okay. Number 9 is feeding your spiritual self. So mm. that could come in the form of meditating, praying, being at one with nature by going for a walk, gratitude, like watching a f- gratitude, yes. Um sunrise, sunset. Oh, it says practicing gratitude. Hey. Hey, you knew that. <laughs> hey, I did. I should write for psychology.com. I think you have to have a PhD Dang. in psychology. Yeah. Not something I'm interested in. Um, but yeah, so just being in touch with like the spiritual side. Oh, it also said even listening to something inspirational mm-hmm. can really fuel yeah. your spiritual side, which is we do. We focus a lot on your mental health and every now and then on your physical health. But your spiritual health is so important too. Mm-hmm. And that's not like necessarily based on religion. That's just based on your soul. I mm-hmm. mean, you – as a person, have a soul with desires and and love of, like, nature and things of that. Like, or, you know, for, for me, like, I'm obsessed with nature. For my husband, he's obsessed with cars. Like, that is what fuels mm-hmm. his soul. Yeah. So driving for him is, like, a spiritual, r- like, renewal of mm-hmm. sorts. So. Yeah. 
yeah, creating for me is is kind yeah. of what connects me. Like I've heard that accountants are obsessed with spreadsheets. Like yeah, that fuels their spirit, which is so great. Well, it's funny so. because I have such a math mind. As much as I am creative, I'm also very logical. And like when numbers work out, like whether it's I'm baking something and it worked out or I'm like adding up something or budgeting, like it's not, it doesn't necessarily fuel my soul, but I get giddy because it's like, oh, yay, it worked exactly how I thought it would. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love the little nerd inside of you. <laughs> oh, it's a very big nerd. I know. <laughs> I was being generous. Um, oh, and then the final one is taking time to love yourself, which means appreciating that there's only one you and you're the expert on that. Mm. So you really have to acknowledge that who you are is special. And I think that's – I was just re – I was going over the journey to presence one last time for the people that are in the beta test for it right now. Mm-hmm. and. The last day, I think it was the last day. I don't know. In one of the last few days, it talks about how there's only one you. It mm-hmm. talks about like this magical thing that I've read that I wrote. It's just weird to think of it that way. But anyway, it still really encourages me when I look back at it. So anyway, it talks about how there's only one you and how like the world really needs that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's so easy to forget how much exactly who you are is important because nobody else thinks like you. Nobody else has your personality. Nobody else like makes the decisions you make. And the world needs exactly you to make those decisions Mm -hmm. because those decisions are going to lead to like a ripple effect of greatness. That's why we talk about being better humans and always working on ourselves to be better. Not that we're not good as we are, but – we can always work on ourselves to be better versions of ourselves the next day and the next day to create that ripple effect. And we're all like, you know, so many things came together to make us here where we are at this time, all the little things that make us us, individually us, uniquely us. And the more we we know that and celebrate it and expound upon it, the better ripples that we're going to make all yeah. together. Like, imagine if we were all, all everywhere doing that. Oh, that'd be incredible. What an incredible world. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love how it says be an expert on yourself, like an expert on you. Like, I feel like we can totally forget about who we are. Mm-hmm. And that's where we lose sight of the importance of self-care when we forget how great we are. And I yeah. like instantly as kids, you know, we're we're shamed like you were talking about or whatever. Like there's mm-hmm. certain things that that tell our minds, oh, I'm not good enough. Whether it was intentional or not, like our own brain tells us to shut that down and to not be as much of us. Like all of that stuff that we learned as kids mm-hmm. is is our own interpretation of it. So it's not based on truth. Like it's – yes, somebody may have said that and maybe somebody meant it when they said it, but it mm-hmm. doesn't make it true. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we're not enough. It doesn't mean that we're incapable yeah. of whatever we are lying to ourselves about because we are capable of all of that if we just accept that about ourselves and that's when we can move forward in greatness. So, you know, just become an expert in you is my – is the bottom line. Yeah, I think that's a good goal for everybody. Thank you so much for always coming back and 
listening to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, fuels you to be a better version of you. And speaking of being a better human, we want to know what you think it means to be a better human. So shoot us an email to podcast at inrawlife.com with a voice memo of what you think it means to be a better human. Or if you're too nervous to record your voice, then write it out and we'll read it at the beginning of an episode because we want to know what being a better human means to you. And we want all of our listeners to know it too. And if you love listening to our podcast, we would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe. Wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, that helps the platforms know that we are doing something right and they need to put us out to more better humans. You can also screenshot the episode you're listening to right now, right here, right now, or if you're driving when you're done and share it, text it, email it, share it to Instagram, share it to Facebook, share it to your LinkedIn if that works for you. Wherever you like to share things, share us so that we can get out to other people and help other people and they can join in the conversation. Until next week, take a minute to think about what it is that fuels you. Do that thing that fuels you. And remember to just be, insert your name. talking <laughs> sounded terrible uh, jerk hold on my mm-hmm. baby's crying wouldn't be an episode without a gray toot okay your little tutor is hanging out you better fix your diaper man okay i need to put my phone on do not disturb because it's blown up happy guy huh you are an expert in you you are yes you are oh. tutor